Warning! Warning! This episode contains swearing. So, if you don't like words any stronger than... Spanner! Or... Ragamuffin! Then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Corona. Morning. Um, my alarm has just gone off. It's seven o'clock. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to snooze it again. I think. Right. It's half seven. I've snoozed it enough. I'm gonna get up. I don't know if you can hear that, but some mowing his lawn or something. Which is always nice. Half seven on a Sunday morning. Oh, what is he doing? Right then, so it's Sunday the 5th of April. I'm up, I'm out of bed. Coffee machine is on, maybe it's a bit too loud. I'm gonna wait till the coffee's finished. Right, I'll try that again. It's Sunday the 5th of April. Today is Manchester Marathon Day. So, um We've decided we are going to run a 10k uh, and pretend it's going to be the last 10k of the Manchester Marathon as a mark of respect. Um, There are two differences here. Obviously, the marathon has been cancelled, so it's not Manchester Marathon Day. Well, it is, but there's just no marathon. And second, and probably most importantly, I had a bottle of wine last night, so I'm not feeling great, which is probably a bit silly. But fuck it, it's not a marathon, is it? So, uh, what I thought I'd do as a bit of content, because we've got fuck all else to talk about, have we? Is just um, g- give you an insight into my pre-marathon prep. So, yeah, first and foremost, coffee. Let's go. So, normally at this time, um, I would have porridge or something like that. Porridge, toast, bananas, loads of fuel. Um, at this moment in time, I'm having a snide box of Frosties because that's all that was left in the supermarket. Um, and they were about 67p, so win-win there, really. Um, also, I never normally sleep well the night before a marathon because there's so much adrenaline and nerves um, running through me that I, I, I tend not to sleep well, but... As I say, that bottle of wine last night cured that, so I had a good sleep. Um, I got up later than what I normally would for a marrow as well, because it starts today at 9am. Normally you have to factor in getting there with all the crowds and doing your bag drop and all that, whereas today I only need to leave the door, so I didn't have to get up early. Uh, I don't know how interesting this is going to be, but um, you're having it anyway. I'm going to eat my Frosties, and then I will come back to you with more fascinating insights. I was just thinking, um, as I say, all the other marathons I've done, I've been with Dean or Caroline and Dan, we've all been together and sort of G'd ourselves up, that, that, that nervous energy. It's always very silly and very, very tense and a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm missing that now because I feel like I'm just sat in my living room in silence at the moment. 
Um, it's very strange, isn't it? I'm a bit gutted. Um, yeah. All right, well, next on the list, um, this one's a, a, an important one. It is time to have a clear out. For obvious reasons, I am not going to record that. So I'm going to leave you here. But bye for now. Wish me luck. Time to go. Alright then, I've done my bag drop, I've dropped my bag off, um, I've done my pre-race warm-up to some shit-pop music, uh, with some woman screaming some instructions over a microphone, I couldn't understand the word she was saying. Um, so we've got five minutes until the start of the race. <sighs> right, there we go, I've just crossed the finish line in my mind of... Brackets, 20, close brackets, 6.2 miles of the Manchester Marathon. Uh, that was tough, uh, considering I've not ran that distance in probably almost a month. It's very surprising how quick you lose your fitness. Uh, yeah, it was hot, very heavy, but I'm glad I've done it. I needed to do something, otherwise I'd have just sat in bed sulking all day today uh, no photo finish because there's just me and one or two cars on the road it's not quite a marathon finish but as I say it's better than nothing uh, right I'm going to head inside we're going to record an episode so welcome to series 3 episode 7 Manchester Marathon Dean, wherever you are, press play, son. Dean? Gary. <laughs> Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean, chatting along in a new podcast. Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean, and Gary's got hairy hands. We run around and see the Try our flung tails, Dean's hair is curled We talk some shit and play some games For legal reasons, some names are changed Oh, sorry Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean Chatting along on a new podcast Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean You won't get this time Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Series 3, Episode 7 of the Behind the Medal podcast. With me, Gary Damer. And with me, Dean Smith. How are you doing, Gary? Hello. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a bit, uh, bit hot and sweaty. I've just got in from my run, as you probably just heard from my voice clips. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for those. Uh, that's uh, a little insight into the, the inner workings of your head as you're <laughs> going around <laughs> these... Uh, these marathons um so let's start with that then so was that weird today then i know 
there's a little bit of uh, probably a little bit of grief, uh, if grief is the right word, about the fact that we're not out on that course today, or rather that you're not on the course today. I would have been cheering from the sidelines, but um, yeah, how are you how are you feeling? Yeah, there, there was a bit of grief, and I think because I had a drink last night, um, probably because of that, just a little bit of sulking. Yeah. You know, at, at this point, I should have been all nervous energy, and I, I just felt a bit deflated. Uh, and it was Dan Dad who came up with the idea, wasn't it, of doing mm. 10K today and just pretending it's the last 10K of the run. And it's a great idea because otherwise I would have, as I said on the voice clips, just stayed in bed sulking all day. Yeah. You know, I probably would have drank and ordered pizza and done nothing. I mean, I'm definitely still going to do that now, but <laughs> <laughs> at least I've done the run. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, need, I needed to do something, but it, it did... I'll get onto the run, but it did feel a bit sort of anticlimactic, mm. uh, you know, at the end when I sort of, I just got in now and sat on my bed and I, I don't know, it just, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Well, you said it, I think, in, in one of those clips there, you said it, um, and it's it, it rung true to me about the idea that normally when you're gearing up for a marathon, you're with your mates a little bit and you're excited and you're nervous and you've got that sort of nervous energy and you, you know, talking shit with each other, mm. but that that's that I bet that's a big hole yeah, <laughs> in, yeah, in it was. you know the next few months for a lot of people because crossing the finish line is great but it's the whole experience of the the day um and there's an awful, awful lot of runners now who aren't getting those um those those feelings yeah and and the fact of you know wearing your medal and then talking about the race with people who've run it your mates who run it around you and, yeah you know just sort of reliving the race it is it's going to be a it sounds really dramatic, doesn't it? But it is. A, it's going to be a weird few weeks, just sort of getting over the phantom marathon well, experience. Well, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's completely normal. Like, uh, I was talking the other day about tiny little stuff that I'm sort of missing from what was normal life, um, and I guess you can absolutely throw in the idea of you know race day into that as well. I mean, it's not anything that is necessary. It's not required to survive, but. It was was it is it Dead Poet Society where uh, Robin Williams' character is talking about you know finance and medicine that's what we stay that's how we stay alive but you know art and beauty that's what we stay alive for yeah, and, yeah. you know the running community definitely stays alive for those those days where we're laced up and ready to go um, and then when we cross those finish lines so it's definitely a hole in our lives yeah for sure for sure. And I, I, I was thinking when I crossed the finish line, it's quite nice to <laughs> not be throwing up or shitting myself today, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is what I would have been, <laughs> no doubt. Myself. Well, I mean, in, in a few hours, once you've had a pizza and a couple of bottles of wine, you might get to that. So True, true, yeah. true, true. Treat um, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really good, actually, because I put on a uh, Best of British playlist on Spotify. Nice. <clears throat> And the first song was uh, a live version of Elbow, Grounds for Divorce. Oh, sweet. And uh, they're one of my favourite bands, right? But there's a bit in it where he sort of, he's singing and then the audience are repeating after him. And it was like the perfect start to a race because it, yeah. it really put me in that, you know, crossing the start line of a marathon. I was nice. getting little tingles on my arms. <laughs> it, was, it was a good start. Um and then I got to about mile three, and it was really tough. Then, because I've, I've not run since I've not run since March the eleventh. That was my last run, so fucking hell, almost a month ago, really. Yeah, that's mad. 
Yeah, I know. Like, how long? How long was that run then? March the eleventh. <clears throat> that was a quick two miler. All right. So and uh, but you 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 were up to twenty miles, right? Yeah. So about two or three days before March the eleventh, I'd done the 20, 20, 21, 22, I think it was quite quite mad. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, and like you say, how quickly that can go, and and also how um, quickly you sort of forget how. You, you felt does that month ago, you know, because yeah, you know, when you on that last message that we just heard from you, say that you know, you found it tough and you crossed the finish line, and there's just you and a couple of cars out. How very different it could have been today, hey? Yeah, well, I, I did I did record while I was out on the run, but unfortunately, that you can't hear it, the, it was really muffly and windy. But you get off with the microphone again, <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> slobbering all over it. But I, I, I said on it I, because I was. Um, sort of convincing myself I was running the last 10k of a marathon I would only done three miles but in my head I'd done 23 do you know what I mean so I think it was yeah. like also a bit of psychosomatic of my body going well you just ran 23 miles of course it's gonna hurt <laughs> that's, nice. that's what I kept telling myself anyway why it was hurting so much because <laughs> I was mentally running 23 miles <laughs> what was the what was the last marathon you did was that Madrid uh yeah yeah so so you got to 23 miles and you just had people go hey ale, ale, vamos, vamos. yeah in your head <laughs> and, that, and then in reality i had nothing oh, i kept looking yeah. up and expected to see people clapping but there was just nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was no uh, 100 meters to go sign there was no nothing no ticket and, and then what did come on was freaking adele I found that you're right now. What's that oh, one? Shit. What is that uh, one? Someone like you? Yeah, that's the one. Fuck yeah. it. I was nearly bawling my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the British my ass. Uh, right. A little bit different. Yeah. Well, I, I set off. Uh, I set off with you guys as well this morning. Um, Dan's obviously uh, got his uh, his six point two in as well because he was supposed to be running with you. Yeah. Um, but I um, I set off this morning. And I thought to myself, do you know what? These lads have put in so many miles over the last few months to achieve the marathon, uh, and I wasn't training. I'd, I'd been away for a lot of January, and you know, just thought, I'm not going to bother doing it. And um, so I thought I need to do something a little bit different today. So I uh, I did eight miles um, nice. today, just to yeah, I got to got to the turning round point uh, at three point one, and I thought I'll do, I'll finish this mile and then turn around. Because it's one of them. I'm a stubborn Yorkshireman. If I get if I get to four miles, I'm going to run the four miles back because yeah. it's every step is a step closer to a bacon sandwich. So um, so that's, that's what that's, that's what we did. Good, that's good going that because those, those extra two miles, I always think they like count for double when they're like not planned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, bonus two miles. So that's good. Yeah. You you had the commitment to carry on. Yeah, well, I just thought, you know, it, out of, as a mark of respect to those who, who trained, who actually trained and can't do it today, I thought I'll just stick another couple of miles on to uh, to do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was it was busy out there. I thought it'd be um, quieter than it was um, on my little running route. But um, well, was... that's 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 a good thing. I was going to say that I noticed a few runners knocking about, and mm. in my head, I mean, it's tough in it because we're in these times where you don't want to get too close. But I was dying to strike up conversation with them and just say. Oh, Manchester Marathon. In my head, yeah. I was assuming they were all doing what we were doing. Because yeah. I imagine there is a few people that have gone out there and done that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we uh, we just had a little quick um, uh, FaceTime with uh, Katie Damey, your little sister. Um, well, what did she say? 
there was a, a guy on a bicycle and he pulled up alongside her and he started giving her a round of applause because she's got the Manchester Marathon T-shirt on that yeah. uh, that she got training for the Manchester Marathon. Uh, he gave her a round of applause and he was like, good on you for getting out and doing it. You know, I was meant to be doing it today too. So I've gone out and done a bit of cycling, but well done. <laughs> and she said he followed her for a bit, just cheering her on. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Well, it's t- t- I thought that was going to take a turn for the worse there. So uh, at least... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, lo- I love that the sense of uh, community within the marathon spirit lived on in that little tiny little example there. So uh, yeah. it's a nice thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's that's our last 10k of the Mara uh, done um, yep. until when's it been moved to? I can't remember when it is. October. October the 11th, did you say? Yeah, something like that. Do you know what is strange? It's I don't know what are they going to do, but it's the same day as the. Manchester half marathon. All right. Um, so what 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 are you supposed to do if you booked both? Oh, that's very true. I didn't. I thought you were talking about like routes and stuff. Um, I don't know, Gary. Very good question. Unless you do a marathon and a half. Oh God! Imagine. Nah. <laughs> no, thank you. Thirty-nine um, miles. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to read. Oh, do you know what else? I keep getting thoughts popping in. Um, <laughs> it's really fucking hot out there. So. The ironic thing is, it would have been a really tough run. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I don't know if I would have got the sub four in this heat because it's well, very no, I mean, hot. What did you do the ten k in? Did you have an eye on that? Uh, oh, I can find out. Talk amongst yourselves while I load it up. It's hold music. Uh, there we go. It was uh, forty six minutes. Forty six minutes fifty six seconds. So forty seven. So forty seven. Yeah. Uh, 47 divided by 100 is that times by exactly. Uh I've done it wrong. Right. So 47. Why? Yeah, you would have got, uh, I'm going to count it. You'd have got three and a half hours, Gary. I'm counting it. Mm, yeah, but I wouldn't have carried on that pace, would I? Well, I'm counting it because I am allowed to. I'm the boss here, all right? So I'm counting it. Three and a half hours. I'll take it. I'll Congratulations. Take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, well done, everyone. I'm going to get a pizza and some wine. Um, I hope everyone's all right. I hope you're not reeling from the Manchester Marathon too much, listeners out there. As always, give us a shout. Let us know if you did any virtual running miles of the marathon today yeah yeah um I've, we've seen people on uh, some of our, uh, our followers have been running around gardens and, and stuff and trying to keep kids entertained so yeah again let us know what you've been up to have you done anything today um this today being Sunday the fifth um have you done anything to keep yourself occupied uh without uh, these races having uh, occurred but uh, we're going to sign off now and then catch up midweek sometime yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll catch up with you in a little while. Okay. Uh, welcome back to uh, part two, I guess, of series three, uh, episode seven of the Behind yeah. the Leather podcast. Um, it's uh, Friday, the tenth of April. So uh, we said midweek. It's, it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday. It's a great Friday because I've just done six point one miles. Um, which uh, sounds like a random number, just shy of 10K, but it was to take my April challenge 
to 40 miles done so far in April. Ooh. So uh, we're a third of the way through the challenge and I'm well over a third of the way through my 100 miles challenge. Nice. That's nice. Going. 40 Cheers. miles. Mm. How have you... What... Right, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what would you normally run? Because I think I'm running more than I've ever run before. Really? Yeah, in two, in two weeks. Would you normally have clocked up 40 miles in two weeks? Well, a week and a half. You mean just casual without anything to train for? Even with training for summer, I don't think I've ever... Because looking at my... I've got a challenge tracker here. Ooh. Over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... What, ten days, I've run... Fuck me, hang on. One, two, three... <laughs> Four, five, Put your six, brain in. seven, eight. Over ten days, I've run eight times. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done run that much before. You must have done that. No, because I'm not. I don't normally run every day. Right. No, I've I've run this amount of days before. I'm looking at my. I've got the exactly the same tracker. Is it the pink one with daisies? The yellow one with daisies. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, I didn't run on Saturday and I didn't run yesterday. Um, but otherwise, yeah, 3.1, 6.4, 3.3, 8, 6, 4, 3.1, 6.1. Um, but that's, I would I would normally do something like this. Like, how, how, uh, how much would you normally run in a month then? Let's bring it up to scale. Well, I don't know. I, I, I've never been as conscious of uh, sort of a monthly total before. No, I don't think I've ever run this much. I'm on 34 miles. Mm. So I'm a bit behind you, but I'm still on target for 100 in the month. Yeah, easy peasy. And, you know, I've got more time than you because I've uh, got no work. So right. I've got much more time to talk. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good then. <laughs> uh, you do, you're doing well there. Where Cheers, it was. <laughs> you just didn't seem like my excuse was valid that I had more time. But it's it's just a fact. No, it's, it's, I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's, you know, it is what it is. I think everyone's, I don't know. I'm sure I have noticed, <laughs> and I've seen, <laughs> I've seen our uh, fellow podcasters uh, running his bullshit tweet this the other day, and it, it did make me laugh. Um, people who are now running where they don't usually run before, mm. um, they are really struggling because it's fucking so hot out there. Yeah, and they're going yeah. out in like leggings and hoodies and going, "Oh, this is shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running is hard, but you start at the worst possible time wearing the yeah. worst possible clothes. <laughs> yeah, I saw a, a, a an article on like a BuzzFeed type nonsense the other day, which was um, you know seven things that you know are you really in isolation or are you really in lockdown if you're not doing all of these seven things, and it was stuff like jigsaws and banana bread. But then one of it was <laughs> one of them was everyone is now a runner. Yeah, and it made me laugh because it's like, well, where were all you guys when there wasn't a global pandemic? You fair weather yeah, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's I like seeing all the runners out on the street. I said this on the last episode. Mm. The only thing is, what I've noticed up to now, because the social distancing rule thing, I think he's getting observed a lot more than it was at the start of this whole pandemic thing, and. When I'm running, right, I make a conscious effort to run on the road, leave a big enough gap. Yes. Yeah, what I'm, it's tough in it. So if I'm running towards someone, right, what I've noticed is they will like actively stop walking and hugging as close to the wall as possible. And even though, even though they're observing the rule and doing us both a favour, 
I can't help take it personally. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I feel like I feel like it's a bit of an insult because I don't well, know. I, I hate to break it to you, but no one's doing that for me. So I think it's you, bro. Well, I'm I'm, I'm giving them room. I just don't feel like they need to be as dramatically avoiding me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it your new haircut? Yeah. <laughs> Is it that well, skin edge you give yourself? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't help but feel a little bit downbeat about it, even though, it's like I say, it's a good thing that they're observing the rule. But, like, are you, are you not getting loads of, like, thumbs up and loads of nods and smiles and stuff? Because everyone around here, I think everyone's very aware that they're having to sort of avoid. So, especially runners, I mean, cyclists are a different fucking breed, which I've, I want to talk about in a second. But, like, runners and dog walkers and just walkers like loads of people hey you know how you do it and it's it's lovely because even though you're having to step out of people's way and you know i was running in the fucking undergrowth the other day trying to avoid this family <laughs> but i was i was still like hello how are you doing like because yeah. you know, people have to be out and about are you not getting that where you are or is it just a people throwing bit. themselves throwing themselves in front of buses to get out of your way yeah i mean we're getting a little bit runners letting onto each other but i, I don't know it's just nervousness i think isn't it people I don't know, it's just a bit awkward at the minute. Yeah. But before you move on to your cyclists, which I'm excited to hear about, I did want to mention, I don't know what it's like around your way, but there's there's a thing um, where like kids or whatever are writing on pavements in chalk, you know, really yeah. nice messages. Have you got that? Yeah, we've got that. It's lovely, yeah. And I wish that was a thing all the time. Mm. Do you know what, this is, what I'm taking from this pandemic? I, I, I want us all to be a lot more positive all the time because these messages on on the pavements I really like like one of them just said smile we can get through this you know just a nice picture of a rainbow one of yep. them had kindness is contagious stuff oh, like that cute. I just think it's really nice that you know people people are writing that there was a really fucking good one that they've obviously spent a lot of time doing and it started with he had egg hunt with an arrow pointing next to it egg hunt this way yeah, and then there was loads of eggs. This went on for about ten yards up the pavement. Loads of eggs dotted about the pavement, and next to each egg was like a positive message. Thank you, Aww. NHS. And then a next egg a bit further up. You know, our, all our key workers say, "Ah, oh, fucking ace." Yeah, and you get wicked. to the end, and then it said, "End, end of egg hunt," and I loved it. I thought it was really <laughs> great. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I thought you were going to say it got to the end and it said, now give us your bank details or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it had lured yeah. you in. Yeah, there needs to be more of that. Yeah, um, we've, had, we've had some of that. There's, uh, where I run, which I think, have you, been, have you been on there with me before? The, what, the Fallowfield Loop thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, so you know where it is. And, and there's underneath certain parts of it, there's because um, an old railway line, so there's there's railway arches and stuff, um, and there's always graffiti in there. And, you know, not you know like nice graffiti, graffiti of, of cartoons and you know uh, more sort of artwork than just someone going you know big Kev or whatever. <laughs> um, and there's <laughs> there's uh, a uh, a part of it that's called the Levenshume Art Gallery, and it's just loads of I think it's five five or six different uh, portraits of I don't know who these people are, um, but they've all been edited by the artist to have uh, face masks uh, on and oh, uh, like there's cool. a there's a sign uh, there's a they've uh, they've sprayed the nhs sign as well below it uh, with a love heart around it oh. um, and instead of national health service it said 
need it says need help and then uh, soon uh, across it which is like a call to arms so it's uh, yeah there's uh, you know as, as well as you know rainbows being uh, chalked onto the floor and you know it's, yeah there's there's plenty of community spirit out there if you uh, if you look into it there isn't um, yeah apart from with cyclists okay let me let me talk for a second here so the place where i'm running gary knows it i'm sure anyone who's south manchester and, and into further further afield knows it uh, Fallowfield loop it's an old disused railway line it's probably i don't know 10 feet across maybe um in certain areas maybe a tiny bit wider certain areas a tiny bit less um but you know people are using it uh, runners yeah. using it people are walking people are walking dogs everyone is being patient and waiting if if, if if it does get to a little bit of a bottleneck and there's two or three parties that are moving around people are waiting keeping the distance apart from cyclists mate this morning right i've done six miles this morning i passed three separate groups of cyclic groups of cyclists there was one which was uh, two of them and then two threes right riding three abreast yeah, it's out of order, isn't it? And there's like, and they're they're sprint, they're going really quickly. Families are like dragging dogs out of the road. There's people like, where do you think you are, you fucking entitled bastard? Like, if you're if you're the fastest person on a public path like that, you have to give right of way to everyone else. You have to see yeah. it. You know, like if I'm running, I don't expect people walking to get out of my way. I get out of their way because I'm going yeah. quicker. I don't know how these people can't see it. I had a proper shout about uh, all three of these people. I mean, I've got headphones in, listening to music. So I'm just, but I'm just screaming one at a time. I go, single file. I must think, oh, like, did you? What, did, did, did they acknowledge it? Oh, well, they might have done, but they're going too fucking quick, mate. Honestly, it was a disgrace. I was fuming. Yeah, that like, is bad. Like, a bit of common courtesy. And as well, I guarantee that those three grown men who were on the the, the one of a one of these three abreast guys was three grown men. They don't they don't live together. I can guarantee that they don't live together. So yeah. they're breaking these rules to come out and have a fucking jolly on a bike. Like grow up, grow up and, and see the bigger picture and get out of people's way. Like myself, not necessarily because I can, you know, get over that. I can dive into the undergrowth to make sure I can do it. But there's you know families trying to entertain kids and walking around and little puppies and that like yeah, that's, that's out of order, isn't it? Yeah, mate, I was fuming. I was looking around for a stick to just start sticking in people's spokes, but uh, I get in trouble. <laughs> Good on you for shouting at them, though. I think <laughs> in, they, sh- they, should, they shouldn't be on the Fallowfield loop. They should be d- on the road. If they're going to fucking yeah. flout, flout the rules, then do it at their own peril. But don't put other people at risk, you know what I mean? Do it. Fuck about on the road if you want to. Well, I, th- I think p- probably because they know that what they're doing is unlawful because there's three grown men... Who clearly don't live together, they have to go somewhere like the loop where there's not police cars knocking about. Mm. Um, so yeah, man, I was I was fuming and I felt very vigilante. I was like, there's children playing here. I was yeah, just shouting. Did so you I get missed... like a round of applause off you know all, all the people who would Yeah, I did, yeah. There, I did, there, there was no one else around, so I clapped myself. Um, <laughs> clap for Dino. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't. No, I don't want to. Uh, I just wanted to have a little spout me gums off there about that because it just it, it upset me. The the arrogance of it upset me because yeah, we all cooped indoors and we're all going to go out and get our exercise. That's all absolutely fine. But there's a way to do it responsibly, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's the one. It let's we need to be a bit fucking responsible and aware of what we're doing. That, that yeah. is. No, I'm glad you got your run. That's good. 
good to Thanks. get it off your chest. <laughs> we should have done it the other way around, really, so you have nice stories to tell afterwards. You want to, is there any more rainbows painted, any, any more egg hunts that you've been taking on recently? No. The, the only thing I have noticed, and this is neither good nor bad, normally <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm out for a run, I will pick a, a point, like a turnaround point, that's yeah. like a lamppost or a bench or something like that, and because it's the turnaround point, I have to touch it. Like I have to, <laughs> I, I have to tap it. Yeah. Obviously, in these times, I'm so aware of not touching it, so I'll I'll just get to it and turn around and come back, and it's so unsatisfying. Mate, that, <laughs> that is that is so weird that you say that because I'm exactly the same at the minute. Is it? Yeah, I, I, I've, I what I've started doing now. <laughs> normally, I would touch like the bridge or something that I was turning around at or the yeah. lamppost, but now what I'm doing is I'm waiting until there's like a, a little bit more of a clearing so I can do a really nice big long loop of a circle. That's my new turning point because I don't feel like touching the metal of posts and stuff that's so weird that we have the same idea yeah but I've, I feel, when i get to the turnaround point i, I get annoyed <laughs> it doesn't feel like a proper turnaround point oh man <laughs> that is proper first world problems isn't it yeah i think you need a, a cold shower and a wank or something man you need to calm down <laughs> Okay, right. So, um, yeah, uh, Alan Bennett's long lost marathon diary, Gary. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some more? I think it is. Yeah. Do you want to hear some more? I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm right. Sit here, and I'm gonna take it all in to another chapter of this audio book. Great. So, uh, do you remember where we left him? Why did we leave him? Can you remember? Yeah, he just done. He just started the ten k. He just started the ten k. So he's training for a Jewsby, for the Jewsby marathon. Um, and he was just about to set off for the Ripon 10K. Yeah. Uh, and he was quite excited, wasn't he, I think? He'd, um, he'd come through a couple of rough training runs, and he was feeling quite um, quite optimistic, I think. It was a hell of a cliffhanger. The, the gun went off, and that was it. It was the end of the story. So let's let... Can we find out? Do we find out? Oh, I'm excited. Ooh. Well, let's, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got all uh... giggly then. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll, let me plug into the uh, into the tape deck, and uh, we'll we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were off. The muffled music from the presenters' cheap speakers drifting around in the air, mm-hmm. flapping from the sidelines, mixed with the shuffle plodding of trainers on tarmac. I can't remember ever being as excited in my little life. Even when History Boys opened at the National, I didn't feel as elated as this. Maybe because James Corden wasn't at the Ripon 10K. (laughs) Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. That's all I kept reminding myself. The thought of 6.2 miles would overwhelm me and long for the notes my mother used to send into school to excuse me from games classes. But breaking the run into manageable metres, no problem. Or so I thought. I can't have been running for more than five minutes, but I felt exhausted. It wasn't uphill, it wasn't sunny, it wasn't any different to my training in Harrogate. And then I realised I set off too fast. (laughs) Rookie hour, (laughs) Alan. Caught up in all that excitement, I left the starting pen like a bullet from a gun. And here I am, barely a kilometre in, and, dear diary, I'm fucked. (laughs) 
I slow down and take in big lungfuls of fresh North Yorkshire air. Very old men and folk my grandmother would have described as thirsty started to overtake me. <laughs> I can't have this, though, and I dug in. I'm not sure if it was what you would call second wind or if I defeated the immortal runner's nemesis, the wall, but I finished the Ripon 10K in 59 minutes and 42 oh. seconds. A PB, or personal best for you non-runners out there. <laughs> 18 long, hard, magnificent seconds under one hour. And I've never felt elation like it crossing that line. When's the next race? There he goes. Look at that. A sub hour 10k. For his first one. Wow. He's enjoying it out there, man. Yeah, he's smashing it. <laughs> With all these thirsty blokes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, also, like, even he's a seasoned runner. He's setting off too fast. He's doing fucking sub-hour 10Ks. He's, he's smashing it. He's doing, he's he's doing all the boxes. Oh, man, it's almost like it's been written by a runner. I don't know what. <laughs> he's getting all the old tropes in. He's doing it. Can you believe it? Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to find out next time when the next race is or uh, or whatever whatever happens in his training heading towards the Dewsbury Marathon. But it's exciting, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's time for Ginger Wisdom. Ginger Wisdom. So uh, Ginger Wisdom, Gary, to uh, to finish off uh, Series 3, Episode 7, are you ready? Yes, I am oh. ready. Here we go, the first one. The past is made out of facts. I guess the future is just hope. The past is made out of facts. I guess the future is just hope. Ooh. F- F-A-C-T-S. Yeah. Facts. What do you think <laughs> what do you think I said? Well, I don't know. It could have been fat facts. Facts. F A X, like like a fax machine. Yeah, they they are in the past, aren't they? Why would the past be made in out of a fax machine? No. No, it's not. It's F A C T S. Right. The past is made out of facts. The future is made out of hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's all right because that's like what's been has been and gone. You can't change. Yeah. We can only like hope for a better future. Yep. So, so put yourself in the map. Talk about your uh, your running, especially with this weekend. That what didn't happen this weekend. What's been so it's been and gone. So yeah. I can't can't change that now. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm-hmm. All I can do is hope for a good run in October the 11th. Exactly. So Yeah, that's I like that. That's all right, that one. That's pure and simple. Nice, if, yeah. <laughs> pure and simple, gonna be there. Are you, are you singing every episode now? Last time it was High School Musical. This is what I'm saying. When I, uh, when I hear a, a lyric, mm-hmm. I, you have to sing it. Wherever you go, <laughs> I'm gonna be there. <laughs> uh, right. One, do you know? That was Isaac Marion, who's an American author. Hmm. Um, just, but yeah, I just, feel, I just feel like you can just rehash anything, can't you? Well, go on then. How do you? How would you rehash that? Oh well, it's been and gone, isn't it? Now you can do about it now. Just keep on moving. Get on up <sighs> when you're down. Gonna take a good look around. Can we? Can oh. you avoid anything that might be a lyric? 
Just what, so what's that? Um, I like that one. The the past is. Oh, what is it? Can you remember it? The past is. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> no, <laughs> something about it being a present. The present is a gift, and that's why it's called a present. Yeah, uh, now is now is a gift. That's why it's called a present. Something like that. Yeah, but it's it's wordy, isn't it? The past is gone. Yeah, so that's gone. It's past. Yeah, and we we. We've had tweets before from from people, uh, and I've had texts as well from friends that say that listening to Ginger Wisdom is like having teeth pulled out because it's me and you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you. Oh, barely... a popular feature then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, because it's, it's me and you having a very loose grasp of the English fucking language, first and foremost, but also <laughs> the intricacies that make these quotes uh, sustainable as parts of people's lives for hope and stuff so uh, i think i think we've covered this one enough because we've rehashed it twice and we can't remember uh what it's supposed to be and you've (laughs) sung twice (laughs) yeah it is like pulling teeth i agree with that one (laughs) move on quick (laughs) okay quick number two this is the incisor this is the incisor coming out Mm -hmm. uh it's the possibility that keeps me going not the guarantee it's the possibility that keeps me going not the guarantee You'll have noticed, Gary. I hope that I've been very kind to you today because I, I was. I'm aware that you know Sunday w- was maybe a little bit upsetting for you, having not had the marathon. So th- I'm not. I'm not. Tas- I'm not taxing you too much. Taxing you too much. What do you think? It's the possibility that keeps me going, not the guarantee. Yeah, you say that. So it's, <laughs> if I'm if I'm running, it's not the poss. It's the. Mm. Go on. <laughs> I'm not, if I'm running, I'm not guaranteed to finish. Oh, this yeah. is one of them pessimistic ones, though, isn't it, Dean? No, I don't think it is. So if I'm doing a marathon, yeah, it's the no, because it's that's like saying it's the possibility that I might finish. No, no. Ah, uh, well, the, I th- I think <laughs> I think this is more about your own personal positivity or negativity. I th- I say this is very positive. So, like when. You lace up on the 18th, on the 11th of October to do the postponed Manchester Marathon, right? Yeah. What 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 gets you to that point is the possibility that you can get sub four. There's no guarantee you'll get sub four. So you fighting for that sub four and you giving your all in trying to get that number down to a three at the start of it yeah, is no, what get, keeps I, you going. I do get that, but I don't think they should be giving you that little nugget of going, well, you're not guaranteed it. I don't well, think that should even be in the equation. But it's true. Why. Yeah, I know, but everybody knows it's true. I don't think you need reminding that, oh, you might not get it. You might not get it. <laughs> if, if there was somebody stood on the start line going, Gary, Gary, just so you know, you're not guaranteed this. I'd be like, oh, cheers, mate. We all, we right. all know that's a possibility, but I don't need that. I don't need that. All right. Um, so you would, just, you would just stop at, it's the possibility that keeps me going. Yeah. And you don't need the next bit. I don't need the ending. I don't need the guarantee. Because I know it's not nothing's guaranteed in this life. But I don't need everyone telling me that every day. Just go <laughs> you, might, you might not make it till the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, I do, yeah. I do know what you mean. I, uh, I quite like it because I think that it puts, it puts um, the impetus in in your hands as in like if you've done the training here and if you if you've prepared well and if you hydrate and you know if you do everything correct then you know you'll, you'll do it um and it's the possibility that keeps you going i when i read this i thought of uh, of like football supporting a football team 
at the start of the season, there's so many possibilities, and you—that's why you go back and you watch that team. There's no guarantee. It's the—it's the unknown that makes life fun. No. Mm, nah, I—I I don't need that nugget of. I feel like it's a nugget of negativity, which I don't want. Why is why is it always a nugget of negativity? Because you love chicken nuggets, so surely that should be a positive. <laughs> is there not is there not a different way that you can describe it instead of a nugget? Uh, what don't I like? Um, a prawn, a prawn of negativity. <laughs> okay, yeah, a prawn. So next time I don't I'm like prawns. I remember prawn. when I was in when I was in high school. Um, for, that we had we were changing high school from a school to a, a sports college for some fucking reason. Um, and we had, oh, fuck, what was his name? Oh, I completely forgot his name. Some sort of sports per- star or like a teacher? Yeah, it was a sports personality. Uh, Just... Anyway, he, he was coming to the school to like do the grand opening. So they put on this like posh buffet thing and there was prawns on the table. I'd never seen a prawn before in my life, let alone eat one. So I picked up the prawn, shoved the whole fucking thing in my mouth, and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life. And then somebody told me that I'm supposed to take the shell off and yeah. take the, oh, just, I was, oh, I was fuming. Well, food, you shouldn't have to fucking put a bit of effort into eat something like that small. <laughs> Do you know what? I have to agree with you. Give me a prawn that's de-shelled, I'll eat it. But otherwise, I'll just I'll push it around yeah. the plate. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that, that probably tells their listeners that me and you are peasants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't like this? This is a this is a prawn of negativity at the end that you didn't need. Yeah, get that out of my life. Let's uh, let's keep the rainbows in and the nice messages on the curbs, please. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Well, um, this is the end of this one. Do you think? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. I need a shower. And a coffee. Right. Yes, I'm you tired. do. I can smell you from here, and it's 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll speak to you next time on Behind the Medal, but until then, it's uh, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, hello there. Uh, It's Dean from Behind the Medal. Uh, If you enjoyed today's episode, uh, why don't you head over to Twitter and follow us at Behind the Medal, also over on Instagram at Behind the Medal. Um, And wherever you listen to this podcast, why don't you give us a little like and subscribe. You can also leave a little review telling us how gorgeous our northern tones are. Thank you kindly. See you next time.